Good evening. Welcome to the uh, mid, well, mid international break version of the 12th Man podcast. Um, got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair, as by usual. I've uh, got John Don with me, Mr. John Donovan. Evening, JD. Hello, lads. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we've got Mr. John Cutler. Evening, John. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, evening, lads. Evening, mate. And special guest. I don't know. How long, I don't know how much more I can call him a special guest because he keeps coming on. Uh, <laughs> um, our favourite Jordy, um, big, uh, big Steve uh, Dixon. How are you doing? Good evening, boys. Please be back again. Please Happy birthday you. for last week, by the way. I believe we missed you out. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. <laughs> yeah. He was twenty-one last week. Happy birthday. So um, this is this is birthday present. So you know we just saved it for him. Um, so. We're going to talk. We're going to start with the actually start with the preview for Coventry. We're going to talk about the Coventry game. It's a big, uh, it's a big weekend for the Borough. Uh, we, we need to we need to kickstart our season, and it needs to happen now. So um, yeah, we'll talk Coventry. We'll, um, we'll talk about what they can offer, what we can offer, um, you know, and then we'll um, offer our little preview, our, our predictions. Um, if you want to have a bet on it, you know, feel free. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not persuading you to do so. But, um, and then we'll talk the big talking point. Um, Mr. Johnny House, no, it's not really. Um, Chris Wilder, um, he's in the news again. You know, there's, there's a phrase I've seen more often than not now is there's no smoke without fire. So we'll 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 give it we'll give us we'll give the smoke a whiff, see what see what it's like, and see what we all think. Um, not that we're checking out, so don't take it out the wrong way. Right, so. And obviously we've got a few opinions that um, we put out on Twitter as well, and we'll get them read out as well. So, yeah, everybody's involved. Right before we start, are we all all right? All, all good, yeah. Cheers. All good. How's the statue in the bed? Are you all right? I'm doing good, mate. Nice and comfy, thanks. Nice and comfy. Happy days. Right. It's good. It's good to hear you, John. <laughs> I hope everyone else feels the same way. They probably don't. <laughs> I think it adds the humour when you just stun silence after a nil-nil with Rotherham. So yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, right. So I'll start with you, John, because I've come to you. Um, Coventry Saturday. Usually, I mean, we went to Coventry around this time of year last season. I think, I think it was we went down there. Um, I don't remember. I drank way too much that day. Um, but this seems a bit bigger. This game, doesn't it? You know, there's a lot more. I know we're only ten games in, and people are going to go, "Oh, you're too soon." But our season needs to start now, doesn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's a big game. Um, we all know we haven't started well. <clears throat> there's lots of rumours about certain things happening in the changing room, manager leaving, all sorts of stuff, and it's not stuff that we need. And it's it's vital that we get a three points. Not just to improve our league position, but morale, morale inside the dressing room, give all the lads a bit of a boost and give the fans a boost. Because I think at the end of last season, we were all on the crest of a wave, thinking everything was going great. And it seems a bit doom and gloom at the minute. So I think three points will do us all the world of good, players and fans alike. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. This is, I mean, obviously, we'll come to them, um, them rumours of uh, what people have been doing and not doing and, uh, and saying and not saying. Um, a little bit later, but you know, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a huge game, you know. We were there last season, JD. I know John, you were there with us as well, but JD, we were there last year, and we it was one of the first times that you know, we, you could say that the end was near for Warnock. And I know obviously the end came within like you know, six weeks, I think it was after that, but we we didn't we didn't turn up that day, did we, last year? And we can't afford that again, can we? No, certainly not, no. Um, I, I mean, John mentioned getting three points. I, I just want uh, to see um, an improvement in performance. Uh, I want to see um, some 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 structure to our our setup and game. Um, and if we play well and we come away with a point, I'd be happy. If we come away with three, obviously I'd be over the moon. Um, but I just, I just want to see a general improvement because, because uh, there's, there's a lot of things that, that are not right, that are not right at the moment, 
um, a lot of players off the game. And um, I, I just want the performance uh, to, to lift the fans because like, like John, John said, there is a, a fair bit of uh, anxiety and uh, frustration uh, around when you talk to people, when you talk to people at work, on the streets, you know, in the pubs. Um, and that's purely simply because of, because of results and, and the way things are going in our league position. So I, I just want to see a good performance uh, and hopefully we'll get points at the end of it. No, no. It's, it's, I think that's, 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 that's you know, it's, it's obviously to say that's what, that's what we all want, but I think it's what we all need. You know, we've had, say, we've had two weeks of, you know, what's going on in the background. We've, it's been a poor start, a really poor start. And it, it just seems like this is the time, you know, Coventry aren't having the best time themselves. You know, they're, they're all admitted they've reached the financial threshold in this league. They can't spend much more because they haven't got much more. Um, I know they've kept all of some of their, their assets, but they've had to sell some players as well, and their squad's not as strong as it was last season. But, um, Steve, I'll come to you. What kind of Coventry side are you expecting on Saturday? Um, I'm, I'm fairly worried about the game, to be honest. Um, I think as well, I think as, as, you know, the two-week break, international break, is coming a good time for Middlesbrough. I think it's coming a good time for them as well. The bottom of the league, for a reason, they've been struggling they haven't won a game yet. Um, and the manager, uh, Mark Robbins, will have had two weeks to get them on the grass, iron out some of the problems, probably get a few players back from injury, the same as us. And they'll probably be targeting this game against the Middlesbrough side, who are lacking in confidence and belief. Um, they've got, which we'll talk about later, off, off the field issues. And I, I think they'll really target it to try and get their first win of the season. They know um, the beat were last season, so they've got one number... In that, you know, they've got a lively front two and Gorgares and Gordon. They play a similar system to us, and I, I, I'm, I'm reasonably worried um, because we tend to struggle against teams that can knock the ball quickly around the midfield area. Because, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we're quite pedestrian in midfield and very samey samey through the midfield. Where I think Coventry are quite nippy and slick and get the ball down and play um, through the channels and. I'm 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 fairly worried to be honest, and I don't want to come on here and and particularly be saying this because, like 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 John has just said, it's a game that really we should be going down there looking after two weeks myself, getting injuries back, and you know two weeks of training with Chris Wilder. We really need to be going down there and, and putting in a performance for, for for many different reasons. So. Would a point be a bad result for me? Probably not. However, under the circumstances where we're sitting on the table, um, I don't know if it's enough. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I see you know why you're going for your prediction. Um, but uh, no, it's 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 huge. I know. I think what's for me, you know, that you have your say, I'm a man. Um, I think for me, what Saturday comes down to, I don't think it's about pure quality on the pitch. I know. Hopefully it'll tell, and we, you know, we we push on and we get that win. But this is going to be about how much you fight for it. You know, how much scrap have we got? You know, players players will recognise we're in a, a bad position. Players will recognise that the fans aren't happy. You know, apart from you know the Sunderland game, you know they've, they've come off to booze against Cardiff, booze against Rotherham. You know, two games we should be winning, and we only got to point out a pair, a pair of them. You know. Um, and I feel that they need to, they've got a point to prove now. You know, this is not a poor team we've got player wise. This is what one of supposedly the best squads in the championship, and we're not showing it at the moment. And I don't know why that is. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a rock of every day, I can't tell you why, but um, it's something's not right for me. And I feel like you've got to, they've got to go and show their fight on Saturday. And if we don't turn up and, and get stuck in, you know they are, they are going to turn us over. And that is a real real worry for me. Yeah, we we've got to show a team performance. Um, you're right. We we've got plenty of quality, but it, it's pointless if if we're not all um, on our game. We can't afford to carry one passenger, two passengers, let alone. 
four or five that are uh, off off the boil at the same time. Um, I want to see I want to see a team performance. Um, they're going to have a, a massive following there. Um, I, I want them to sort of stare the fans and 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 you know I, I want us to all sort of enjoy watching the team play as a team. Um, and that's what we've got to get. We've, they've got to show us that um, we're all together in this. And, you know, if there are any um, difficulties off the pitch, it should be pushed to us to one side for that 90 minutes and just give everything for the fans. Um, we've got the quality, but in recent weeks, we, we just we just haven't shown it. Um that needs to change on Saturday. We need a good team performance. See, I think it's it's a bit worrying where, I mean, I mention it all the time that I can take defeat as long as it looks like the players are trying. Well, if the players don't turn up again on Saturday, then it does raise questions of whether they stop playing for the manager. And like I keep saying, sadly these days, players always win over managers, got too much power. So there's only there's only going to be one, one outcome of that if that's the case, if they're not playing for them. I don't, how can you have eight or nine players out of form at the same time? I've never seen it. I've never seen that happen before in my lifetime. Not over like numerous games. There's just too many players not playing at the moment. And I know it's speculation, but I, 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 I just don't see it all being down to form. And sadly, they're not professional enough to be putting in 100% that they should be doing every game, no matter who the manager is, whether they like him or not. So it'll be interesting on Saturday to see not just the performance, but the work rate and fight that we want to see as fans. That's the, that's all we that's all we demand really. Yeah, they've got to match our desire. Yeah. We've got an opportunity. It's 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 set off if you think about it. And I'm sure every single one of you will feel the same deep down somewhere in your middle grass soul that it's all set up for a typical borough moment. They haven't won a game. We've got off the field problems with Chris Wilder. You know, we're going down there with a bigger way of following as per usual. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it all seems very much set up for Middlesbrough to self-destruct again and, 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 and pile on the pressure on the manager and the players. And Like John was saying earlier on, what would, what would be great was for us to turn a typical Middlesbrough moment into a really positive moment. And those 11 players that wear the red and white shirt to go out, give 110% both for Chris Wilder and more importantly the supporters, get three points and get the season back on track. And I think it's a very much one of those games that it's either going to go very, very well or very, very wrong for the reasons I've just given. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, um, I feel like it's a pivotal moment. Um, I know it's. I know. I said, like I said earlier, we were in you know game eleven of the season, but it just feels very pivotal. You know, this could knock our season one way or the other, big time. You know, if you go to a I know Coventry are bottom of the league simply because, you know, is, is it three or four games they've had postponed because of the, um, obviously, the Commonwealth Games, uh, the rugby being played at the, um, I think called it Highfield Road then, wow, um, at the recall. And then, um, obviously, the, the state of the pitch wasn't great after they finished. So they've got a bit of catch-up to do. Um, and obviously, most of their games have been away from home and the form away from home hasn't been, hasn't been great at all. But... If we do, if we do this typical Borough moment and we go there and lose and they get their first win of the season, this really could knock us in the long term because all of a sudden, you know, we've we've got another game coming next week, you know, which we'll which I'll talk about we'll, we'll obviously talk about next week before um, Birmingham, but you know we've got game after game after you know up until the World Cup, you know, it's quite a running we've got and. We haven't got time to like f- try and fix and sit down and think about like what's happened. You've really just got to get on with it and get stuck in. But if you're not going to get stuck in on Saturday, you know what hope have we got that we're going to get stuck in against Birmingham? We're going to get stuck in against Millwall. You know, it's, we've got we've got a not tough as in opposition quality. Tough as in you know they've got a bit of grit about them, and if we don't match it. Steve, you know, if you look at it, if you if you look at it, our next our next ten games, and that's why I think it's a really important game tomorrow. Our next ten games, Coventry away, then you've got Birmingham at home, Millwall away, 
Blackburn at home, Wigan away, Huddersfield at home, Preston away, Hull away, Bristol City at home and Blackpool away. There's no team there in the top six. And now we're not going to win all those games out the next 10, but we should be getting a lot of wins out of, that, out of those 10 games if our season's going anywhere. Um, especially at home, as I say, home to Birmingham, home to Blackburn, home to Huddersfield, home to Bristol City. You know, we, we should be getting some wins coming our way. And if there's, if, if, if we don't, uh, it'll not be Chris Wilder leaving Middlesbrough Football Club because he's getting touted for X, Y, or Z job. It'll be because he's been sacked. And that's going to be a fact because there's only so long you can sit and hide around the fact that we're a little bit more entertaining and we're a little bit better to watch. Middlesbrough Football Club is a huge football club wanting to go in the right direction. We'll have, you know, the fans, you know, who have, how we spent enough money, how we bought in the right players. We've still brought in a lot of players this summer. We've still got one of the top six squads in the in, in the division, in my opinion. And Steve Gibson isn't going to, you know, allow Middlesbrough to stay around the bottom three or four for, for, for too much for longer, you know, and rightly, and rightly so. Uh, as much as I would like Chris Wilder to get it right, and he's got a huge opportunity with these 10 games coming up to put it right, if he doesn't, the same as what happened with Neil Warnock, you'll be moved on. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, we know we're lacking in certain areas uh, of our squad, um, which we didn't put right in the last transfer window. But we've still got a great, we've still got some great players. We've still got the the, the basis of um, of a team that shouldn't be in the bottom three. But, uh, but you know, results have gone against us, and and we find ourselves there. So you're right. Up until the break for the World Cup, um, we need to. We need to kickstart our season and um, put ourselves in a position when that uh, World Cup break takes place that we are uh, not looking over our shoulder at the teams below us, but but looking looking up above us and saying, you know, when the season restarts, we need to kick on. Um, but to do that, performances have to improve. You're going to get noisy games uh, in, in this division. I mean, after. You know, after Saturday, Birmingham at home, as you say, Millwall away, always, always tough at the den. You know, I know we've had some good results over the years, but they always fight like hell. Um, and and like I say, every game in this in this division, um, because they're coming thick and fast, it's uh, it's tough. So we we have to show that mental toughness. We we got quality in our team. We just have to show the physicality, the desire, the passion, and the mental toughness to get through it. See, the worrying thing for me is as much as it's like when you're at the top and you get on a bit of a run, confidence it seems to give you a boost. And we've seen teams go on massive runs. We've done it ourselves in in the years gone by. It's the same at the bottom. It doesn't matter how good our squad is. If you're down there, the longer it goes on the more doom and gloom around the place. And it's a real struggle to get out there. I agree with you. No game in this division is easy. I, I don't look at any game thinking we're definitely going to go there and win. I know every game in this division is tough. You've got to fight for every single game and every point that you're in. We have to start showing that. The thing is, John, when 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 you're getting results and, you, and you're playing well and your confidence levels are up, you take a chance. You know, you try things that uh, you wouldn't do. When, when you're struggling and results are going against you, you play safe all the time. Totally agree. Uh, you, you, you play safe. You do the easy ball. Frightened, really. You, you are. You're frightened of, of, of taking those chances and, and, and trying something different. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want us to go on that run. I want us to to, to, to get a little bit of um, freedom in our league position that will allow us to, uh, to, to take the odd chance. But I don't want us to do that while we're in the bottom three because... Um, Things go against us. That's where we stay. It's all it's all confidence as well. I, I mean, when, when we beat Sunderland, for example, in the Derby game, and we seen our next two games were Cardiff and Rotherham. We were thinking we're going to get six points. Now, had we done that and beat Sunderland, Cardiff, and Rotherham, and pushed ourselves up towards the top six, we would have been looking at Coventry and Birmingham and Millwall and Blackburn and going, yeah, we you know we can really go there and, 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 and push on now. But what happens is when you don't get those results, anxiety creeps in and you start looking at these fixtures and thinking, 
Millwall, Millwall's a tough game. You know, Blackburn always do well against the Borough. And you start doubting yourself and yeah. that creeps into the fan base. And that's why it's really important that we're sort of not just on the field negativity, but off the field negativity needs to go. And we need the fans to realign themselves with Chris Wilder if he's going to stay and try and get, you know, a positivity going again. Because the one thing under Chris Wilder, which I've enjoyed since he's came, is the atmosphere and the stadium and the fans taken to him and the chants and the songs ringing around the riverside. And I, I, I think it's a real crime shame if we lose that, you know? No, you're absolutely right. As I say, effectively, I mean, it's simply post. It's easy to get rid of a manager than it is players. One thing I would say about the players, and I'll, I'll put this question to you, is, um, I'll start with you, JD. Have some of the players got too comfy in the squad? You know, you spoke about, you know, the fear of not taking a chance. You know, I remember, you know, years gone by, we had players that couldn't afford to miss because they'd be dropped straight away and we had the players to bring in. You know, and there was, there was a bit of a fear factor about it. Do you think there's a few players in that squad that feel like they're undroppable? Um, no, I'd, I, 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 I wouldn't say that because we have got, um, we have got replacements all over the pitch. But what we haven't got is um, the special players, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. They, they, I, I don't think we've got... Um, we certainly haven't got any creativity midfield. We haven't got any pace um, midfield. Um, I, I mean, genuine pace. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we tend to make changes and, and they seem to be sort of like-for-like, uh, like, don't they? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really change things. Um but that was and that, that doesn't mean to say that the players who start the game, in my opinion, think that it's comfortable. It's just that when we make the changes, it, they're not too dissimilar. John, welcome to you. Uh, I mean, while there's said in the past, Danny, about players, he, he's actually said it in press conferences about certain players look like they're too comfortable. Yet, then for me, the players that have not performed are still playing the next week. So... I sort of don't understand that. We've got plenty of options at the back with different players. I couldn't name you our best back for. We've got a lot of midfielders. I agree with John. Apart from McGree, they're all pretty much the same. But we have st- we've still got num we've got numbers to change it about. For me, it doesn't. If them players aren't performing, put the players on who are on the bench, whether they're like for like or not. The next game, if if you haven't performed for that ninety minutes or like it's been one hundred and eighty now, it's been Rotherham and Cardiff. You know what I mean? It's been a bulk of the season, to be fair. There's not enough changes getting made. If they're not performing, drop them. We've got Luango there. But we do, we're not sure how good he is. Even if you put in a, a few of the young lads, if, if the players aren't performing, drop them. It's as simple as that for me. That, that's why I made the point, because they say, while it has happily come out and told fans, press, you know, there's, there's, there's players, uh, you know, need to pull the socks up and get on with it, but I still see these players in there. So that's why I just think, you know, I, you know, are these players thinking, oh, well, he's, he's friendly with it and I'm still here, so, you know. You know, is it, is it, you know am I undroppable? So, but, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely right there, Steve. Um, I, I just think we've got a squad that's very saney. Like John was saying, when, when we're making changes, the players that are coming on for the players going off seem very much like for like. It's almost like we're just freshening up, freshening fresh legs. Somebody's tiring, so we're taking McGree off for Moat or you know, like for like. We haven't really got any game changes on the bench. Um, I think that might change a little bit now that we've got a hopefully got a fully fit squad. I think um, getting Akpom back is 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 a, is a huge thing. If we can pair Akpom up front with Moniz, that sort of gives us an extra option off the bench. Um, but. We haven't really got any players. I think Wilder, you know, that's why he's probably disappointed and frustrated. He didn't get a, a creative midfield player in and an extra forward in, in, in the window because when we are struggling, we haven't got those players where they're going to come on and really change the game. It's just like for like. And I think that's why some of the players are maybe getting away with it um, in terms of it looks like they're undroppable. But the fact is, if you take them out, even though they're not really performing, we're probably weakening ourselves because I don't get you know you've got like Isaiah Jones for example who 
a lot of the fans are saying, give him a rest, take him out, he's a young player, he's, he's not as good as he was last season. However, if you look at the, his stats, he's probably still created a hell of a lot of chances, he's probably got a number of assists and if you take Isaiah Jones out with Timo, shall we just say, an hour before kickoff against Coventry, you find that Isaiah Jones has hurt himself in the warm-up. Is any Middlesbrough fan going to be pleased about that and say, oh great, that's a bonus, he's been playing rubbish lately. I don't think so. It would be a huge blow to it. The Jones, uh, the Jones one for me, it puzzles me. Has he been as good as last season? No, but he's still a young lad. If you take his assists and has he got one or two goals this season, you take them out of it. God knows where we'd be. We'd be bloody correct, bottom of the league yeah. with no goals, near enough. You can, but, uh, there's been a far, far more players worthy of criticism than Jones. He seems to be the one that's getting it, though, at the minute, doesn't he? That he's the one the fans are saying, maybe he's put Smith in, give him a rest, you know, maybe let him sit on the bench and have a look at it. But... Victim of his own success from last season. I feel like fans yeah. do that, though, don't they? Fans always have that player that they pick on, and I don't know why. Um, well, he but... set he set high standards last year, last season, oh, and um, and because he hasn't sort of reached that, he's he's, he's a target for a lot of fans to, to have a go at. Um, but like I said, he's only a young lad. It's his second full season. Um, it, it, he used to work really well with with Dykesdale on the same side on, on the same side of the pitch as him. But obviously, we haven't seen Dykesdale on a regular basis. Um, maybe if we could sort of get that uh, regularity and that partnership, that might that might just help uh, George's performances. Yeah, a bit of security behind him. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, Man- managers do the homework as well, and I think we publicised it quite a lot, <laughs> all summer, including the manager, Chris Wilder, of how we're going to be far better now because where we only had Jones on, on the left last season, now, now we've brought in Giles, we've got more balance and we've got more threat by on both sides of the pitch. And I think we've done myself no favours in a way because managers like the Cardiff City manager Morrison straight away was doubling up on, on, on both wing-backs wing and knowing Middlesbrough haven't got much in the midfield area. Um, it nullified it. And I, I think a lot of teams now look at Middlesbrough and think double up on Jones, double up on Giles, what else are Middlesbrough going to do? Um, and I think that's a little bit, you know, in defence of Jones as to why he's not producing as much as last season because he was an unknown quantity then. Well, now he's known now for the league, they know how dangerous he is, and he's always got two men on him. And he's, he's that's why you see him now turning backwards and passing the ball inside and back in, in backwards rather than just having to go at the full back because yeah. he's got two to beat. No, no you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's you know, it's 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 a, it's a subject you can. You know, you can talk about for for hours and hours, you say, because you know everybody seems to have a different, slightly different opinion on Jones. But we all know that he's, he's top quality. He's going to be, he's going to be a top quality player, and we all see that. It's just, yeah, it's you know, he just seems to be the uh, the one that's been picked out the most, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, before I ask you boys, obviously your prediction, I'll uh, introduce guest number four. Um, He's waited patiently while we've been rabbiting on and talking the drivel that we used to, we usually do. Um, this is Nick Waits. Evening, Nick. You all right? Evening, Steve. All right. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, all good. Sorry I'm late. Um, oh, no. Don't apologize. meeting you everyone. Thank you for coming on. Um, so, Nick is a, um, he's a, he's a big for a, for a fan of all of us. Um, over a thousand consecutive games he's done. Um or is it now? What's the official figure now then? Nick? I don't know, John. Somebody asked me the other day. It's over twelve fifty. Well, if, if you exclude if you exclude COVID, <laughs> tell you, know, you something. You, you've got more tolerance than most but fans <laughs> to do that consecutively. Bloody hell! It was, it was thirty years in there. I don't think I don't know whether I'll ever get beaten. To be fair, no. <laughs> I can't see happy. But okay. I, I tell you what. I, I tell you what. I feel sorry for the man that beats it. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to do it consecutively, bloody hell! I mean, yeah, it's uh, that's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, incredible support, incredible yeah. support, absolutely. Oh, and if I had, a, if I had a hat on, I'd tip it to you. I really <laughs> would. You've, you, yeah, you've got you've got some tolerance. I'll, I'll give you that, Nick. I really will. But um... Any, anyway, Nick, we before you come on, we were just discussing the, the game on Saturday, Coventry. Um, well, you know, we were talking about. 
its importance and uh, and what we would like to sort of see from 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 the from the team. Um, what's your thoughts on Saturday's game? Well, we've got a horrendous record at the Reef, haven't we? I don't I don't think we've ever won there. Um, it's one of those. Something's going to have to change, isn't it? And 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 what that's going to be, I don't know. But you know, for me, for me, we've got it's got to be a, a wholesale change in philosophy. Well, a change certainly a change in formation to start with. I mean, you know, the manager said he can play he can play different formations, but you know, the current formation simply isn't working. So why not change it? It can't it can't be any worse. Yeah, well, I mean, we've said this. Well, we've said this in the podcast, haven't we, about going four four two and moving Giles and Jones into yeah. sort of midfield positions. Yeah. I mean, and having Baller and Dyke steal as, as the as the fullbacks. For for me, you know, we've we've, we've got to try something because the system we're, we're playing just doesn't work, um, or it's not working, and 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 there's there's no there's no suggestion that it will work at the moment with the, with the personnel we've got. You know, we. You, you're playing with five, and and then you're playing with 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 three three midfield players, and and you know they are just completely isolating the two the, the one or two forwards that we've got. No, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, obviously, we've all had an opinion on the midfield. Do you, do you see the three midfield players as identical to each other? They're too similarly without. I think everybody can see that. You know, we, we haven't got we haven't got a midfield player with pace. We haven't got a box-to-box midfield player, and we haven't got a we haven't got a, a midfield player who can unlock a defence with a pass. Every now and then, you might get you might get the odd one, but but as a, you know, but you can't rely on that. I mean, how many good balls in the last three or four games has a midfield player put through? Well, not enough. That's for sure. You know, we, we we all say that Mooney is a good finisher, but and 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 you know, and with the, with the two wing backs, he should be bagging loads of goals. But I can't see it with the formation we're playing. Well, the, the trouble that we've had like recently with Moniz is we, we've been knocking the ball long term, especially when he's played as a lone yeah. striker. We've been knocking the balls like up to his up up, up high to him, and yeah. he's fairly good in the air. But obviously, if he's flicking it on, there's nobody. There was nobody there to uh, to to take advantage of that. But eventually, you know, um, he reverted to two up top against uh, against Rotherham. Um, we still didn't score, but um, it was it was a better performance. Yeah, well, I mean, but again, I don't understand. We've got you know we've got we've got all these we've got all these forwards now religiously. Last season, the start of this season, he would play two up top, and it changed him after sixty minutes. We then got to a scenario where we where, where our you know the best forward that we probably had in all of that period, Nunes, came in and he played one up top with with McGree off him, which. For me, it didn't work. You know, all right, try it. For me, you know, it, it didn't work. We, we 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 ditched that and go to something else. But you know, we've got we've got all these forwards, and you know, where are they? What they're doing? Yeah, he, seems well, to be, he seems to be bigging up um, Akpom a lot, doesn't he? From pre-season, yeah. he, stopped, he seems to be big, uh, put, putting a lot of faith in Akpom for very. But, very but he didn't. He, he didn't at the start of the season. You know, no, he, he, no um, but. His talk is that he really would like to see Akpom playing alongside Moniz, and I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it the same formation on Saturday, and he just wants to see if Akpom and Moniz can uh, can click because they're both reasonable in the air, they've both got a bit of pace, they both can hold the ball up, and maybe that will bring our pedestrian midfield into the game a bit more if they're holding the ball up. Um, I think I think that's what he's what he what he'd be looking at on Saturday personally, um, and the balls in the box. From the wide areas might stick a bit better with, with 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 two strong players up front because Muniz since he's came has either been on his own and isolated or he's been playing alongside a striker with the greatest of respect in Watmore who is a bit of a headless chicken. It's not really a partnership. It's just Muniz on his own and Watmore doing his own thing. Whereas with Akpom they're probably similar types. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go the same in terms of formation and give those two a try up top. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's, like Nick said, there something has to change. As uh, we've all said it, um, and I just hope it does change on Saturday. But um, before I move on to uh, our chat about Wilder, this could get good. Uh, Nick, I'll start with you. What's your prediction for Saturday? Saturday, um, 
I'm going one each. But John knows I'm, I'm always positive. That's a positive for me, John, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, JD, I'm probably I'm the first you. person on here who hasn't backed us to win all season. No, no. Other, other than no. Dali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He loves a one each, Dali, to be fair. So. Um, JD, go on. Yeah, I, I'm going to go 2 1. I'll surprise Nick. I'll go 2 1 the butter. Steve? I'm apprehensive about this game. I have to say, I'm normally always Middlesbrough win, no matter how we're playing, but I, I, think, I think I'm thinking ones each as well. Right, there's two out of three. Jesus. Right, John? 2 2. Oh, there you are, so you're outvoted now. What the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I want to, Neil. I think a early goal and a late goal, and it'll be a bit shaky in the middle. I think we'll be all right Saturday. I think the season starts Saturday. I Good hope. lad. Good lad. Well done. <sighs> uh, I, think, I think the prediction... I mean, we're normally... People will probably accuse us of being too positive sometimes, but we are generally. Well, Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick does. Nick does on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, but, he says, he says, but, by your predictions, John, we should be top of the league. Well, that's where I want us to be. That's why. <laughs> I think our predictions sort of sit like it backs up what we've already been saying about the fans feeling a bit down, and you know, we're all a bit worried about where we're going to go from here. So, so let's hope, let's hope the proof was all wrong and stay right on Saturday. Yeah. I'm amazed, I'm amazed you haven't got Paddy Power to sponsor you, to be fair, and, and have a £50 charity bet every match. Yeah, <laughs> still, wouldn't have, still wouldn't have won anything. No, no, yeah. Yeah, the, the current pot is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorship is still available, you know, if any other good bookmaker fancies it. So I'm begging, I'm begging. So, right, got that bit out of the way. Right, the talking point for the week, Wilder. I feel, I feel like he's at it again. You know, we had Burnley apparently come knocking and he, he answered the door to it and, uh, and flirted with it a bit and then eventually said no to it. It's happening again, isn't it? I mean, JD, I'll come with you because obviously we, we chatted about this end of last season, the amount of, you know, speculation that, was, that he was linked with the Burnley job and how close he got. This seems a bit different to me. This seems like it's a bit... There's more people involved, if you get me. It seems a stronger rumour, definitely. Mm. Um, I mean, there was a lot of fans that were, weren't happy with how he, how he handled um, his response to that speculation. Some fans thought he should have come out and, and immediately discounted any, uh, uh, any talk of a move, saying, I'm happy here, I don't want to go, that's the end of it. But he didn't really do that. Um, other fans were, were, were telling, were, were spreading all the what they've heard from various inside uh, inside knowledge uh, rumours. Um, so yeah, it, it it upset quite a few fans the fact that uh, he didn't just shut shut the rumour down dead straight away. And this one, it, it's a it's a bit stronger. And the same sort of things happening. There's the silence is deafening from from both the club and from and from Chris Wilder. Um, and I, I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I just thought something was not right. Um, there seemed to be too many players who were either out of form or not given everything. Um, Wilder's demeanour and his, his com- press conferences, the, the, he didn't look as, as chirpy, uh, as positive um, as he did when he first arrived. Now, you know, th- there's, there's a lot of things g- goes on within the club. Um, Wilder's now not got his own transfer policy. You know, it, we've, we've got a, a head of recruitment um, in Kieran Scott. We don't know the relationship that him and Wilder have. It, it, there's a lot of things going on that fans just don't hear. But I'm, I'm giving you my opinion, and I just feel as though something's just not quite right. Yeah, I see that. that that's, that's how I felt. Well, as you have known, obviously, me speaking on here, <clears throat> something hasn't been quite right for a couple of weeks now. And 
is it this? You know, has this been in the background and we've just all of a sudden started hearing about it? Because it's not one place it's talking about, is it? You know, you've got mainstream radio, you've got mainstream, you know, papers, you know, social media's going on about it. You know, I know you've got most people going, my dad's friends, dog walk with son, he's, you know, he's seen him do this and that and the other. You know, but you're going to get that, and I get that, but like you said, JD, the, 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 the clubs, the silence from the club is, is really deafening because it's not like they can't say anything because when the Derby rumours came out, you know, that, you know, we were saying this and we were doing that and that, they came and slammed that straight to the floor and they put that to bed straight away, you know, we hadn't said this, we weren't doing that and we were, we were putting action to them. Why can't they come out and say no approach has been made and, you know, and, it's, and any approach is unwelcome. Bang, end of story, job done. Yeah, well, the, the Gazette have said that today, haven't they? They've said that well, we are not aware of any approach that Bournemouth have made. But again, it's it's not unequivocal, is it? You know, it's it, it's it's still a little bit um, uh, speculative. Well, Paul doesn't work like that either, John, does it? Unfortunately. No, I know. I, I, I do appreciate that. But you have seen... Um, from from other clubs at certain times where uh, a manager's been linked and the, the manager's gone on a press conference and and just said I'm here I'm, I'm happy here there's no reason I want I, I want to go um, I've got something uh, happening here but and and as as a fan as a as a committed fan you want the same level of commitment and I just like I say I just feel myself that. Um, there is something not right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. That, that's the word I take out of that is commitments. You know, as, as, as fans, all five was, you know, you know, us four not as committed as Nick is. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but still, we're committed. We put our money at the club. You know, we we go, we go to Riverside, we travel away, we follow the boys. We give everything in the hope that they give it to us back. And we get the results, and we climb the table, and we, you know, we go to the Premier League. You know, that's the that's the only aim. But I just, you know, I just feel like sometimes at the moment something's not there, something's quite not there, and I feel like something's been held back. I know we're all waiting for Friday to see what he says, and he's probably going to come out with the old. I'm just focusing on tomorrow. We don't want to hear that anymore. You know, you know that's. It's gone, it's gone further than that, hasn't it? If a deal is to be done, though, Steve, if a deal is to be done, it will be done before there's any official approach. You, you, the, 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 there's no way that, well, we'll make an official approach and then we'll see if we can speak to the manager. Mm. You know, the world doesn't unfortunately work like that anymore. And again, you know, social media um, and, and everything else has got a lot to answer for. It's such a massive, powerful tool. Yeah. And, you know, we saw in the summer with Jed Spence. I've got no doubts whatsoever that half of those clubs that Jed Spence was linked to were, were set up by his agent um, to, to, try and, to try and get him a move to Spurs, which ultimately is what he wanted. And, and you know, it's very, very easy for somebody to, to start rumours. And, and whether there is any truth in it, there is somebody that has started the, there is somebody that started the rumours. And that, that person, I can't think, would be a Middlesbrough fan. It's... it's, it's, it's Almost certainly somebody that's that's connected to to the manager, and and therefore, presumably, you know, if, if that if that rumor has been started, it's been started for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're right, Nick. In, in, you only saw last November when um, Warnock left, and then within six hours, um, uh, Wilder was uh, his replacement. Uh, yeah, you're right. Negotiations take a long, long time. Um, so, and the fact that big press associations are now uh, starting to talk about this, like Steve said earlier, you, you just think there's a little bit more credibility in the rumour rather than just um, so just somebody uh, on social media throwing it out there and it just getting retweeted, repeated, whatever. Uh, you, you just feel as though there's, there's a little bit more to it. I mean, the one, the one thing for me is at the back end of last season, uh, Wilder came out, didn't he? And he said, oh, the fans will be surprised. We're going to make some big signings, et cetera, et cetera. And, and 
when we had Dom on last week, who was a great guest, by the way, he mentioned about them singing, like being on the same wavelength. Do you know what I mean? And is that really the case? As a fan looking from the outside in, you've got Welder saying that we're going to bring in marquee signings and big players that are going to make the fans go, whoa. And then it didn't happen. So he's obviously not going to be happy about that. This I'm like you, John, this rumour for me. And when Nick said that, it could have been started by someone connected to Wilder. Is he really that happy that them signings didn't come in? I think it's more likely it happened far more likely than when he was linked with Burnley anyway. Is it not more is it not more the case? Or is he unhappy with the signings that have come in? Because he clearly clearly there's a number of those players that he that, that he didn't want, just as just as there's no doubt in my mind that 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 Warnock last year didn't want Piero, did he? He wasn't he, was, he certainly wasn't a, a Warnock man. Well, we talked about this last week, Nick. I, I said that we'd spent over five million pounds on two strikers. The the managers said the projects. Well, one of them played forty odd games for Brentford when they got promoted. Are we a club in a position that we can spend five and a half million pound on two players and leave them on the bench and barely give them a minute? And, something's, and the both, not right, something's not right somewhere. They're both older than Moon is as well. Exactly. You know, you you you're both absolutely right. I mean. <clears throat> You know, you can't bring in project signings and spend the money that we did. You know, it's it's obvious, you know, it just smells a bit like like when Nick said, you know, obviously when Pierre was brought in, I think Spora was exactly the same. You know, I can't imagine Warnock sat there going, I need a number I need number nine. What's that lad at Sport in Lisbon doing? I can't imagine it. I just can't I can't see it. You know what I mean? You know, he he made his intentions clear, the players he wanted last season, Warnock went. He brought in Uche, and he brought in uh, he, he brought in Crooks. You been in, you been in, you brought in Crooks, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, everyone's going there. I think they're You know, what I mean? they're they're the kind of players he brought in. Six foot plus, you know, tall and wide, big, physical, strong players. He definitely didn't sit there and go, "Well, I fancy this kid from uh, Argentina, and I fancy this this kid from uh, from um, from Portugal, or Slovenia." It just doesn't happen. I just feel that Kieran Scott has got more control than Wilder likes. And I think the, when I say more people are involved in this rumour, I feel like his management team have thrown his name about. Like I know it's been said that he's not top of Bournemouth's list, but I feel like they've made the call and said, right, what kind of terms would you be willing to offer? And it's obviously been mentioned to Wilder and he's, he's been asked about it. As I say, the, 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 the silence is, is deafening and it's... I know the international break hasn't helped, but we're all dying to know, you know what the crack is, really, because, you know, we want to get on with our season. I think I think he's a very, very ambitious man. And I think when he came to Middlesbrough after, you know, having a good spell at Sheffield United and then being uh, kicked out by the new owners there, he, he wanted a point to prove... And the, the point he wanted to prove was to get back into the Premier League as quickly as possible and show what a good manager he was. And I think he looked at Middlesbrough as a, a, a real opportunity to come in and within a couple of seasons get us back in the Premier League. And I think he, he got promises, obviously, from Gibson of what he could spend and what he could do and the players that would be allowed to leave and that money would be put back into the, into the transfer kitty. And I think probably some of those promises haven't been kept and you know a little bit like the Steve McLaren incident from years ago when you know he got Middlesbrough to a certain level then thought he was better than Middlesbrough perhaps and was looking at Leeds and Newcastle and then when he got the opportunity for England he was off and I don't think that ever sat well with Steve Gibson because he, he, he likes loyalty shown to him from his managers because he likes to give managers an opportunity who aren't necessarily at the top of the game and give them an opportunity to, to progress at Middlesbrough and in return, he likes a little bit of loyalty given back to him. And I think that's the problem with Wilde at the moment. I think there's probably been promises broken in terms of players coming in and what he's been able to spend. And I wonder whether Wilder thinks it's going to be a tough ask to get this Middlesbrough squad to where I thought I would get it, which is the Premier League. And his agent, because managers have agents now like players, have looked at the Burnley situation They've looked at the Bournemouth situation and thought, we'll just ask the question, if there's a possibility, would you be interested in Chris Wilder? And that's as far as it's gone, which is a little bit naughty, but it would, it would sort of answer a lot of questions. 
Um, as for the Bournemouth situation, I believe they're going to be taken over in about a month's time, month and a half's time. And apparently the people that are taking over Bournemouth are interested in Chris Wilder. Now, is that the reason why this is being touted but nothing's happening? Because nothing can happen, happen until Bournemouth get taken over by the new owners. So that's an even worse situation if that's true for Middlesbrough to be in because if he's interested in going to Bournemouth, are we going to just let him sit here for a month and a half no. until, until they come knocking? Well, we shouldn't. Well, we shouldn't, no. Um, if that's a situation you want to leave, we should let him leave and move on because Middlesbrough season, the Middlesbrough Football Club, haven't got time to waste another six, seven, eight games until Bournemouth get the house in, in order, you know. But I, I, I just believe he's a really ambitious man and you, you, I think ideally you'd love to be going to the Premier League with Middlesbrough, but if, if you can't get us up this season, if he doesn't leave now for Bournemouth, you'll probably leave in the summer. Because somebody else will come knocking. So he's in something else. Sorry, go on, John. No, no there's, something else that, there's something else that doesn't stack up in that Bournemouth are a club that we're trying to emulate in that Bournemouth have got a strategy that Bournemouth's players come in through the director of football or, or whatever they call him at Bournemouth. And you know, I was I, I was actually having a chat on on Sunday with a, a former borough manager who shall remain nameless, but he's a manager at the moment up the road. Um, <laughs> and, and, and he said, you know, he said to me, he said, you know, the, the model that we've got with the director of football is, 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 is a good model and a model that works, but it only works with a, with a manager that, that buys into that model. And, and I don't think, I don't think a Neil Warnock, a Tony Pulis, um, a Chris Wilder, you know, they are, they are their own men and they're, they're like their own people. And, 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 you know, and Tony said, oh, sorry. Uh, the, the nameless person said, um, you know, that all he wants to do is, and, and he's quite happy, whoever that Sunderland bring in, he will he will coach them to try and get the best out of them that he can. And that's a completely different, completely different model um, to, 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 to what, you know, what Chris Wilder wants, where Chris Wilder wants to sit on track. And I, I get that. I get why he wants to do that. And he wants to live or die by himself. Um, but that, that's exactly the Bournemouth model is, is, is Bournemouth. Bournemouth's manager won't have a say on who comes into the club, or as far as I'm aware. So he's jumping out the fine pan into fire, then, isn't he? Yeah. So, 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 is it really a case of you know? Is it really a case of Bournemouth are interested? Because you know, if I was if I was Bournemouth, I, I could think of a lot, a lot more better fits than 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 than, than Chris Wilder for, for for that job. So, is it is it all is it all just room? to try for whatever reason to, to try and you know or, or, or is he simply he's had enough and, and he, he wants to get sacked when he was talking about seven yeah going to Bournemouth though he, you know he was see it spoke at length about it and he was saying he understands and he tried to explain to Tavernier yeah, you should give Middlesbrough one more year because Middlesbrough have a better history than Bournemouth with better fan base better, better stadium better training ground but he says he understands the lower of the Premier League and the money that happens because we can't compete for wages uh, with, with, with Marcus Tavernier to what Bournemouth can offer him. And so if, 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 it's, if there's any truth in the, in the world at the Bournemouth, is it the same scenario where he looks at it as an opportunity to be managing back in the Premier League and getting a lot more money to do so? If, if, that, is, if that is the case, I find it very, very disappointing. So, so with all that, all that being said then, lads, a bit of a difficult question, but we're all fans. We've all got our own opinions. Each one of you, do you think Chris Wilder will be manager of this club in a month? Oh, deathly silence. Um, I'll say, I'll, I'll say yes. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't want him to go. Um, but on the other hand, if he's not fully committed, then he can go. Um, so let's. I think the question. Uh, yes. Purely and simply because the takeover might not have been completed by then. Pop <laughs> out. Um, go on, Nick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the other way, Steve. I mean, I, I said, I said towards the start of the season, and I don't know why, but I said at the start of the season, I said to one of my mates, I said Tony Mowbray will be our manager by Christmas. Clearly, that ain't going to happen now, um, unless no, it's not going to happen. Um, but. But I, I, if 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 the rumours are true, 
and you know it's a big if if the rumors are true i can't believe that the chairman will will brush it under the carpet again Dave? My, my gut feeling is there's something in it. However, I don't think Steve Gibson will allow him to leave Middlesbrough Football Club until at least January and see where we are by January. And if 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 we're in a position to attack the playoffs or promotion, I think we might keep him for the season and see how we we'll go. But if the results over the next four or five games don't come, um, I think Steve Gibson might be happy for him to leave. The fans' reaction next week is going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Massively so, massively so. I, that's why we're, before you come on, Nick, we're just talking about the Coventry game. And we're saying it's a huge game for the football club for a lot of reasons, you know, and it's it's it's, it's a real banana skin game for both clubs, actually. But if we're well, Can you imagine if we go behind against Birmingham? Yeah, that, yeah. It's going to be a test for the fan base and a test for Chris Wilder, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big games. You know, they're both winnable as well. It could, you know, the the, the the passionate Middlesbrough fan in me is hoping it's going to be, we'll go to Coventry, you know, and get a, a big three points, bring it back to the Riverside, get a big three points against Birmingham. We'll look at the league table and say, right, come on, let's get behind the manager. Let's get the fan base going again and crack on. But, you know, if it's the opposite, where we're going to be then? Oh, John, I'll let you answer before I answer. I really want, I really want him to stay and succeed, but I just don't, I don't see him being, I don't see him being here a week on Saturday, never mind a month, to be honest. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree. I, I don't see him staying anymore. Um, I was a big fan of him joining. I mean, God, I was one of the first people on that bus on home from West Brom, jumping on my seat, saying, you know, while there's, while being in that door before we know it, and. Um, he took us on some journey last season, but I just feel that something's gone wrong. And I, I compare it to when he left Sheffield United. He left them because he didn't agree with the decisions behind him. He didn't agree with the director of football decisions. He didn't agree with the recruitment policy. He didn't agree with the chairman. Everything was in different, like everyone was pointing in different directions for him. And I feel like he doesn't agree with what Kieran Scott's doing, what Bowser's doing, even though Bowser's been doing a job, but that's a different conversation. Um, what Gibson's doing, it doesn't, something's not aligning. And I feel that he, I, I feel he's not, he's not going to be here much longer. And I don't feel, I don't feel that Gibson's going to stand for him, flirting with well, the that, and seeing what, he, what they can offer him as well. well yeah, if, you go back, if you go back to one of the podcasts after the West Brom game, when we appointed him, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to be as vague as uh, Nick here when, Describing someone, there was what there was one of the podcast guys whose first name starts with J and ends with C that um, mentioned that he didn't think Wilder was a good fit because of what happened at Sheffield United. Was it you, John? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to be as vague as a manager up the road. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean... no I, I do. I do remember you saying that, and um, yeah, you, you, you're right. Um, Josh Coburn was right then, was he? Sorry, was Josh Coburn right? Was he? <laughs> um, but you look at you look at the back end of last season and and the the, the run of results we had towards the end of this season that, that season, and then the start of this season, and it's a pretty pretty bad um, yeah. pretty bad points return, and you just wonder, you know, after the Burnley. Um, Rumours again, then mm. just what effect that's had, and, and whether that in any way coincides with that sort of change in our form towards the back end of last season. Yeah, I wonder why it should, but you know, I mean, it shouldn't really affect the players that much, should it? But it's fine but, margins, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, does 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 the manager's demeanour change? Does his approach change? Does 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 he give off uh, something to the players that says, you know, like um, I, I'm not fully committed. I I don't know. I, I I don't know. But it just it just uh, appears, and I've said it on previous podcasts. That 
at the moment, something isn't right. There's far too many players of form together. You don't normally get that. No, I mean, you, you can get it like maybe one game or maybe even two. But we're 10 games in and I don't feel like we've put performance together yet. You know, well, maybe just one well, or two well, games, but no, apart from that. We, we have. We, we, I'm, not, I'm not saying all this season has been awful because, you know, we, we, we've, we've, played, we've played well in parts of games. Um, yeah, we're going to say there's not many ninety minutes, so is there? No, no, that's right. I know. I mean, and and when you look at the likes of the Reading game, um, the, the forty-five minutes Cardiff, the the forty-five minutes at um, at QPR, you know, other games this season where we've been absolutely appalling, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm just. I'm just puzzled as to why um, our form has dropped off so badly. We know they're good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's quality there. Exactly. I, I think they just need to realise it again. And as I, say, I, I just hope that I mean, me saying I don't think it'll be in charge. It's not me saying I, I don't want him to be in charge. You know, I'm, I'm like you, JD. If, if he's not committed, then you know. Yeah, there's the door. You know, don't you know, you know, don't don't wait to go through it. But I want I want it to work. I so badly want it to work. You know, yeah. I don't want change again halfway through a season and to fall yeah, it, the finish line like we did. Exactly, it's like a player. If a player sort of makes uh, a reference that he that, that he he's wanting to be away, then you can't force him to stay because. Well, a player with, with, with that sort of mindset is just not going to give, give you the, the, the commitment as a fan that you want a player to give you. Um, and if the manager's the same, then if he wants to go, then yeah, let him go. We've got other managers who can come in and uh, hopefully work in the structure that we're, we're currently set up as. Yeah. I mean, um, I, mean I, I did say, um, I, w- you know, I wouldn't mind the name of this manager up the road. Oh, boss again. I really wouldn't. I love Mogger. I really do. I, I love Mogger, but I've said it on here before. I, I don't want him back because the fans turned on him once. Don't want that to happen again. Yeah. He's too nice. He's too nice a man. Yeah. Barnsley was, yeah. I'll never forget Barnsley. I really won't. It was horrific for him. It was awful. And yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't want him to go through it again, but I just, you know, with a bit of, bit of backing, a bit of cash, he could have took us somewhere. But. We may never know now. So, um, but right, that's us done for another week. Um, obviously, you know, hopefully we'll be back next week with a bit more cheerful demeanour about ourselves. He put all the rumours to bed. We go and beat Coventry four 0 and um, you know we have a good laugh on Saturday. So, um, JD, I'll see you Saturday morning. Um, and John wants. I think John wants to say something, don't you, John? Yeah, I was. Oh. Normally, normally we're all really upbeat and, you know, we have a bit of a laugh and that. So apologies for anyone who's going to tune in, like listen to this in about an hour's time and think, I'll shut the 12th band podcast up. Them lads always cheer me up. <laughs> Blame me. Well, if we're nothing, lads, just we're honest, you know what I mean? We've got to be honest and say it like we see it. And exactly. at least one thing about this podcast is we'll tell the truth or we'll tell our honest opinions. We tell our truth, day, our truth, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's one thing you can't fool and that's the fans. So it's pointless saying anything else in, in, in trying to give people false ideas because everybody knows you can't fool 30,000 people inside the Riverside. We all see the same game, don't we, really? So Well, and there's 30,000 opinions, so it doesn't make... Us wrong and them right, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah so it, it's on. just opinions. Yeah, we all love the me, club. That's, we're all here for the club. We all love the club. So well, exactly. Yeah, and me, me and Nick, me and Nick often differ when we have our sort of text exchanges and and when I see him at the away games, we, we often differ in opinion. But you know, that's all it is, opinion. We all want the same thing, and that's the perfect way to 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 probably end it. We all want the same thing. And well, they're out. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, uh, JD, so JD, I'll see you Saturday morning. Um, yes, okay, early. Um, John, thank you very much for popping on as usual. Steve, 
Pleasure. Thanks very much, lads. Enjoyed it. Pleasure having you on. Nick, thank you so much for popping on to chat. No problem. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. No, we'll get you back on, Nick. I know you have a very busy uh, sort of um, schedule uh, yeah. outside of work, so we'll try and fit you on. No problem, John. Thank you very yeah. much for having me. Absolutely. No, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for popping on. And uh, thank you all for listening and commenting and liking. And I know we have loads of comments to go through, but I've not I've had time to go through. So. Oh, that's a point. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just start then. Um, we'll, we'll go through next week if you know this is the subject he's talking about. You know, you know, keep them coming, keep them, keep them coming to ourselves. You know, we love hearing from you. So yeah, we'll have a chat again next week. Thank you very much. Everybody, up the butter. Up the butter. Up the butter. Cheers, lads.